Harry, do we need a theme song? No! Welcome back to Up The Duff. In episode four today, we will be discussing recent loan signings and seeing how they are doing, what they're up to now. We'll talk about three or four in detail, mention some others too at the end if we have time. First things first, we need to clarify something. Harry, did you originally get the joke in Up The Duff? Yeah, of course I did. Good, because like... so, some people don't. I've, I've been asked Ben, it's a good name. Why is he pregnant? Because up the duff is slang for pregnant. That's why we have a pregnant duff. Well, we had, we've updated it to make it look more professional. I think. Yes. It's not just us being weird. There is a definite age gap in that. The younger people I've found don't get it. Older people do, which is interesting. But anyway, let's get into the Joe Roden experience. Would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Why not? So yeah, as we said, going to do a, a few a few loan signings in depth the first of which i thought we, we'd go for more recent one and i've decided to pick owen evans it's um especially apt after last night's newport game i, where, I did uh, get a message during the match from a newport fan i went to uni with going what happened to owen evans and i cried a little bit yeah owen evans was a fantastic keeper last season obviously stepped up into the position of scott flinders while he was suffering that Horrible broken leg that he sustained against Oldham. I, I think we were all very concerned about, I mean, you know, Scott's welfare more than anything else, but also the kind of impact that that could have on the squad as a whole. And, and Owen stepped in. He um, he played 12 games for us. And in that time, he only conceded 10 goals, three of which were unfortunately, against Northampton in the second leg of the playoffs. But... Um, we don't talk about that. No, we don't like referring to that a horrible heartache. But um, yeah, he was a fantastic keeper. Um, very, very rarely put a foot wrong. And I, th- I don't think he's at a different club on loan at the moment. I think he's just an understudy at Wigan. That is painful to hear. Um yeah, when Flinders did have that injury, Lovett did come on and do quite well, but it was the same as a few years ago where they didn't think Lovett would be ready, which is why we got Rob Langton on that one match loan. I feel like Owen Evans was the perfect goalkeeper for us. He was a great shot stopper. His distribution was the best I've seen at a Cheltenham keeper in a long time. And it may have contributed to Macclesfield's unfortunate demise. But for us, in the selfish point of view, he was a fantastic goalkeeper, I think. I completely agree. He was um, the, the perfect keeper for Michael Duff's playing style. You can you can see why he picked him. Uh, he, he he came straight in. His ability to, to stop shots was, was largely on par with Scott Flinders, but his ability to distribute the ball is arguably even better. And I think it goes to show this season just how important the goalkeeper can be. I want to um, go in too hard on... On Josh Griffiths. It's not fair, he's only no. a kid, but he's six foot six. There's one foot and four inches between his head on the crossbar. You should not be able to put it over him yeah. from your own um, penalty area. He's he's had he's had good moments and unfortunately last night and and also against Grimsby, he's shown that he's um y- you know not quite as reliable as as a Flinders or an Evans. And I think the best way of putting it is that the team could be semi-successful with uh, with Griffiths in goal. But if you want to 
win the league outright. You you can't afford those kind of slip-ups. I'm sure, I'm sure he's got the full backing of Michael Duff, and he's made it very clear as well that he's here to learn, and I'm sure we can all appreciate that. But at the same time, from a selfish perspective, I think we all want to actually win the league. No, no one wants the um, uncertainty of playoffs I don't think you'd want to just settle for second or third while you could come home with the trophy so all very very good points yeah we won't rip into Griffiths it's not fair I see I thought he was very good in that game against Peterborough when we beat them and I thought oh we've got ourselves a good keeper but it has been he hasn't hit that peak but we're going to move on from him we're going to move on from who you mentioned which was Owen Evans I'm going to talk a little bit about Joe Morrell who we had as part of a trio from Bristol City we obviously we got Freddie Hines who I don't know what's happened to him Taylor Moore who plays for Bristol City regularly the Bristol City fan I know doesn't like him and says he's not very good. And then Joe Morrell, who's now at Luton Town, he's played seven times this season, having moved there for an undisclosed fee in the summer. And I feel like out of a lot of our loans recently, he's gone on to the most success. I completely agree. I think he's a full-on Wales international now as well. He's played seven times for his country. Yeah, can't leave that off his CV. Yeah, he was a fantastic player when he came to Cheltenham. That goal against Luton, I still remember. Pops oh, into my head that, randomly. It's an that goal against Luton was... That is the only, that's the reason they've signed him, I reckon. They've been trying ever since he scored that because I know how much <laughs> their manager hated Cheltenham and only wanted to get promoted so he'd never have to play us again. Nathan Jones wasn't wasn't particularly fond of us. After, after the 3-0, the season before you know that 2-2 um, has got an assist that's one of the that is one of my highlights of Cheltenham because I ended up about 20 feet to the left of where I was and um, I don't know where you guys ended up after that goal it was um no it was a fantastic moment because you know conceded in the 85th minute I think yeah. 2-1 up um you know, got a last minute counter attack and their um their keeper just just don't know what he was doing. threw the ball out of play behind the goal. It was it was unfathomable that it was mistake. unfathomably stupid. I can't believe he'd made it and you know, Scott Flinders came up and rubbed it in his face. Whipped into whipped into the box, he gets his head on it, Will Boyle taps it in. Um, and we all go mental. It's one of those moments you just don't forget, you know. Yeah, so I'm just going to go through Joe Morrell's career because it was a bit, I'd say, out the blue of him being sent to a League Two club. Obviously, it's the Johnson and Johnson mix, not the shampoo that the managers. So Joe Morrell's first loan was in 1617 to Sutton United. He only played three times the same season. He went to Margate, which was the tier below. He only played twice. And then out of nowhere, I suppose, he makes 39 appearances, scoring three times for Cheltenham in the 17-18 season, which I'm... I feel was quite good for him. Then he goes up a league again, plays 32 times for Lincoln in what is the height of their history, pretty much. This is their mm. peak. And obviously, he's got that move to Luton Town. He's only played four times for Bristol City. It is. It, is, it seems like Bristol City waste his, wasted his ability. Like they were, He was a small man, and I feel like perhaps they were worried he's not physical or strong enough for the championship. But mm. Luton have just shown, no, he's good enough. He'll play. Have that, Bristol. Yeah. And that is that for Joe Morrell. Who were you going to talk about next? Um, I was going to talk about another player who had their breakthrough at Cheltenham. Uh, and another one from last season as well, Jacob Greaves. Um, he's been flying. He's a fantastic player. And he's flying very high with 
Hull City this season, you know, they're top of uh, League One, I think. It's very tight at the top. They're definitely in the um in the title race though. Yeah. And uh he's been making a lot of a lot of appearances for City, just like his dad did as well. It remains to be seen if he'll show them that kind of loyalty too. <laughs> I think we really did manage to capitalise on the Cheltenham link with manager Grant McCann and Mike Duff, and that was really good for us. Sheaf was a good player for us. Greaves was just out of this world. Greaves is yeah. we say I say this but about at least one lone player per season and it hasn't always happened but Sheaf no Greaves is going to the top yeah Jacob Greaves is he's definitely going to the top you know he was eight, 18 years old and he joined us um, you know immediately displaced Will Boyle of all players you know that's not that is not an easy task by any means. He played 35 games last season, and the team managed to keep 11 clean sheets with him in the lineup. It's mental that back three: Toza, Raglan, and Greaves. That, is, that was a League One standard back three. Obviously, Raglan. He is a League One standard defender. We got him just because he was out of favour at Oxford. But Greaves just came in and made them outstanding. And then Owen Evans in behind. That back three, you could win promotion from League One with, in my opinion. Definitely. Maybe you'd have to change Toza for someone. But Raglan, Greaves and Evans were just a dream. Okay, it's perfect for Michael Duff's tactics you know he's like Owen a fantastic distributor of the ball he's a centre-back who's very capable of pinging a long pass across the pitch and you know that's you know, something that Will Boyle can do no doubt about that Will Boyle he's is a, a fantastic player but Will Boyle has scored more know, for Cheltenham kind of... than Dan Holman He's that level of goal scorer. But um, Jacob Reeves just had that like, kind of consistency with his passing that we don't see from any of our other centre-backs. Any other players in League 2 even. He's an outstanding player. Are we ready to move on to my number two? Yeah, I'd say so. I've gone for another outstanding player from last season in Jake Doyle-Hayes. I wonder why... You picked him, then. Because I am a very big fan of St Mirren in the Scottish Premiership. I'm not. <laughs> I like Villa, huh? Obviously, I like Villa. And I thought, we've had three loanies recently from Aston Villa. Can you even remember the other two? How recent are we talking? Uh, since we got promoted from the National League. Suleiman. Suleiman, yes. And... Uh, Mooney. Correct. If I were to rank them, Doyle Hayes, no matter what, He's at the top. I thought he was superb. He made 36 appearances for us. He scored in that cracking game against Bradford. He was a massive part in us reaching the heights that we did. Mm. Yeah, I liked him. He was um, he was a, he was a very important player to the team. I thought he made a lot of appearances. It was it was weird that he was out of club for so long in the summer as well. I think we all thought that um, get snapped up. Yeah, really quickly. To be fair to him, he's sitting pretty in eighth in the Scottish Premiership. Do you know the only team to domestically beat Rangers this season. By any chance, was it St Mirren? It was. They beat them in the Scottish Cup. Rangers are storming to the league title and beaten in the league, but St Mirren beating them in the Scottish Cup. And you've got to say, Dor Hayes was a big part of that. I have no idea. We just agree that he is. For the sake of this, I'm sure he was. So I'm going to do what I did with Morel, just go through Doyle Hayes' career. Obviously, Villa, he only played twice, both in the League Cup, and then on loan to Cambridge United where he only played six games. And I don't really remember him being at Cambridge, which was odd. And then obviously he's come to us, 36 games, one goal, off to St Mirren. And I feel like we got absolute peak Doyle Hayes because it could have gone the other way and he played like he did at Cambridge, which I can't say was bad because I don't really remember it. But he's come in and be superb. And he's still only 22. He's two years younger than Joe Morrell. 
So he's still got that chance to make it to the top. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to do your third choice? Yes. Yes, I would. My third choice was a little less recent, but arguably very important uh, to the club in the last five years. And that was uh, that was Scott Brown. when he, he rejoined us on loan from Wickham in the... 16-17 season when we were in quite a bad position coming up to that January transfer window. It was, it was an interesting signing on the fact that we played Wickham and he played and then about two, three days after it was released that yeah, Scott Brown's coming back. I was ecstatic but I wasn't uh, his chance not the most imaginative it was Scott Brown, Scott Brown, Scott Brown, Scott Brown, which I think we could have done more with but you know, doesn't matter how good or bad your chant is when you were that good as a goalkeeper. Completely agree. Yeah, he came in, shored up the defence massively, along with, you know, a few other defensive reinforcements on loan. You know, Manning on Orize, uh, Tin Plavatic as well. Tin Plavatic um, was massive. That's all I remember about He could make a goal line clearance by sticking his foot out from the halfway line. He was that big. I remember one game he um he made that court sort of clearance and went and scored. And I was like, how has he done that? Scott Brown, weirdly, was only six foot. Which is a bit short for a goalkeeper, but he was still superb. I think it was Cambridge United where he's managed to get from one post to the other, just dived across to parry away a header. And then when we played Grimsby, Kelly scored a lovely goal. But very early on, when it was nil-nil, Grimsby had a free kick and he's gone. It looked like they were going to cross it in. And then whoever's taken it has put it top corner. And Scott Brown's managed to get across his box and parry it over. If that had gone in, our season could have just completely gone the other way. Definitely. Uh, I mean, we we stayed up by the skin of our teeth, and if it if not for that Hartley Pool game on the second to last day of the season, that pumping at Portsmouth could have been very different for us and for them done. too. Yeah, oh yeah, well, that was as bad as that was for us. It's still one of my favourite ever games, just because the experience of it. Obviously, it wasn't Me very too. fun getting beaten six one. But yeah, it was but still. It happens. It was infuriating that we could have signed Scott Brown permanently for about £5,000, which I don't get why we couldn't. Obviously, we don't know the finances in depth, but Paul Vale went and got him. He... He's been superb for them as well. Yeah. Wait, he spent a um, an extra season at Wickham though, didn't he? Oh yeah, he won the league or got promoted with Wickham as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, we could have signed him very cheaply, and avoided that whole catastrophe with John Flat coming in at the start of uh, 1718, I think. Yeah, of course, that, uh, that led to Scott Flinders coming, so... Which I will talk uh, about Swings soon. and roundabouts. So, are we ready to move on? Yep. Now, I am going to apologise for absolutely butchering every single word I'm about to say, because I'm going to talk about the loan signing in that season, 1718, of Ilias Hasathiodoridis. I did, I'm very proud of myself. The, the apology wasn't really needed who now is at Greek Premier League side Panathinaikos, where he's played, he's played 44 games and scored three goals. Now, in terms of players moving out the country, I feel like Ilias is probably the success story. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. There's not many players in Cheltenham to have left, Kamal left the country Roof, like he did. Yeah, uh, Roof was ago. one. Daniel O'Shaughnessy as well. He went to HOK Helsinki. Yeah, Doyle Hayes. Does Scotland count as abroad? So I'm just going to go through the career as I did. I'm just going to go through the career of Ilias as I did with the others. And there, there's more room for butchering. Now, 
He started his career at Maskalafiakos, where he was a youth player, obviously in Greece, which is where he's from, before getting involved with the Arsenal. I don't know if that's how you say Arsenal. Academy over there, before being brought over to England, where unfortunately it didn't really happen for him in North London. But he did get signed for Brentford B before getting sent out on loan to us. I think he was okay. That's all I can... This may be another controversial, but I feel like our squad in that season was the best we've had in recent years. We just didn't do anything with it. We had Harry Pell, Moisa, Brian Graham, Joe Morell, Scott Flinders, Forster, the other one, you know, that's... And Joe Roden. How did we not finish above where we did, which I think was 17? How were we even in a relegation battle with a squad like that? A squad who was good enough for the Scottish Championship, because that's where those players are. Premier League now, Championship over here. The other one's not really doing anything because he's not nice. And we don't like him. Well, I mean, when you look back on that little period after we got back into the Football League, there's one common denominator in all of our failings. I think you know, Ben. And I think any a lot of people listening also know. Ah, it's because it was the auto village stand, not the speedy skip stand. Oh, I didn't think of that, Harry. Very good point. But um, no, we, we... massively underachieved with that 17-18 squad. It was it was a mess. Yeah, a, f- a fantastic squad. See, something I find incredibly odd is during that time, we played a very similar system to what we do now. Where we had three centre-backs. Johnson used two full-backs rather than Duff's wing-backs. Johnson was very much a back five. Duff is a back three, but we had the two strikers. We had the one in behind. Very similar. It just goes to show what small changes and a manager can change, which was good. And just finishing with Ilias, he signed a three-year deal at Panathinaikos, but his 1920 season was ended by injury. But apparently he's been good enough to get that new contract. So fair play to Mr. Hatsatheodoridis. Anyone else to talk about? Just stroking your ego now, Ben, aren't you? What, just because I can say Ilias has to do Yes, yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Probably do a few um, noticeable. For me, one one standout I thought about was uh, Jake Andrews. Not, not necessarily on the whole, but really? for that one specific performance that's swindling away. Um, when he got subbed off, uh, I think, towards the 70th minute, I think it might have been for Sammy Odolusi. Uh, he was given a standing ovation. He was, was absolutely brilliant that day. Um, on the whole as well, not just for the free kick, but the free kick was the standout thing. I can't think of many natural free kick takers. Well, we haven't had a free I, kick I, taker. I didn't like phrase that right. Um I can't think of many free kick takers as natural as Jake Andrews. Um, yeah. Chris Clements and Chris Hussey are both are both decent at set pieces, but they're not just the same. Just not the Jake same. Andrews' ability to score a free kick is unparalleled at this sort of level. Which is odd because he did it once. Now but we, a... saw, yeah, we saw he's... a lot of videos of him banging free I'm kick. glad that we for once had a free kick during the rounds online that went in because I saw <laughs> that that free kick from the National League yesterday it's <laughs> doing the rounds again but as uh, per always does. is now at Torquay probably going to win the National League we might see him next year if we're in the same league which I hope we're not 
I'd like to be in League One. Maybe we'll get them in the Papa John's or, I don't know, Screw Fix Trophy, Tesco Home Delivery Cup, whatever they decide to call it. And um, Well, I mean, given given what happened last time, Gary Johnson got a uh, National League side promoted to League Two. I'm not sure just how well that's going to go for them. My only worry is um, we are now the kind of side that a Gary Johnson side would be house. Like when we beat Mansfield, when we beat Colchester, when we did all that, those results against Luton, we are now that good footballing side that he preys on. Cast our minds back to before the Football League era, breaking the rules a bit, I know. Dylan Phillips. What a man. Fantastic. Got one of the best loanies we have ever had, which is weird because he only played about half a season with his injury, but he was that good. I guess you could say, as far as loan signings go, he was a Cheltenham Town legend. Yes, I do believe he was very, very good for us, a massive part of winning the league. He was just superb. As far as a loanie can, I, I, I don't think a loanie can become a legend unless we were to get someone insane on loan who single-handedly wins us the league but Dylan Phillips was as close as you can get I do believe he's at Cardiff now yeah I think so I'm not sure if he's starting or if he's an understudy but um finally finally departed Charlton after many many years there um he obviously came through their academy as well. And now, after all that, we're going to touch on Joe Roden, because not only did I forget to research him originally, despite having this name in the works for weeks, we've almost forgotten to talk about him in the actual episode. So, Mr. Roden, a Welsh centre-back. During that season, we had Ilias Hatsatidoridis, the kind of Panathinaikos player. Joe Roden has gone on to do very well. He's played in the Premier League. It was something like a £10 million move, or it might rise to that. Five appearances for Spurs. He played against Marine. Welsh international very soon, I imagine, if not already. But he only played 12 times for us. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Which was just... He played against us the only time we've lost to an academy side in the checker trade. And we brought him in on loan and not really used him much. I can't remember him standing out, probably because of the game time, but... Definitely, I wouldn't have thought, yes, that man's going to be in the Premier League soon. Because were Swansea a Premier League club at the time? Uh, I think they were a championship club at the time. Yeah. But I certainly I remember, remember there being I remember there being a lot of fanfare around him from the Swansea fans. Just didn't quite get the opportunity to you know, totally show himself yeah. off when he came. But, you know, clearly in the last, um, in the last four years, uh, Swansea gave him the time that he you know deserved yeah um especially at Cheltenham and he's gone on to to much much greater things fair play to him it's always nice no matter what to see a lone player go on to better things because we get to say we played a part in that you see what Antonio ended a man's career last night against West Brom not last night to you lot last night for us we're recording this on the Wednesday obviously Antonio Jack Butland who was a Premier League regular England international not so much now but still quite good and these players are doing fairly well for themselves they really are Um, it's very very good to see them live up to the hype as it were you know a lot of young players when they do go out on loan it comes with you know a bit of a bit of a reputation in in the academies you know in in youth football and it's about whether or not they can actually hack it at proper men's game and yeah, you know if they you can, can do have, it at Cheltenham you can do it you anywhere have, um, you could have that technically brilliant player might have to might be the most technical able player for example at the Invincibles at Arsenal if you get bullied on the pitch at a League 2 club it is going to knock your confidence 
and you might be absolutely brilliant, but you have to be able to cope with the physicality of the men's game. And I feel like that's where a lot of players just fall down and fall off. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, you look at you know, you look at someone like Jacob Maddox, for instance. He's he was great on the ball. But, you know, he's he's very reminiscent of um, Jarrell Sellers season before as well. But, um, you know, it's just not, not big enough to deal with the, the physicality of League Two. Last night was just very annoying. I've seen lots of people defending Griffiths and maybe it was impossible to save. But at the end of the day, their GK has scored from a goal kick. Not even out of his hands or a clearance, a goal kick. Oh dear. That's, it's just terrible. You know, it might have been a bit unfortunate for him, but it just, it just shouldn't happen. Um, I haven't even been locked like that down the park when I used to be five foot four. To me, it was, it was scarily reminiscent of the goal he conceded against Grimsby. Um, It just so happens that the kick was taken from the opposition's six-yard box instead of our own box instead. wasn't ideal. Now, I think he has the potential to be a good goalkeeper, like we said earlier, but he is making too many mistakes. Apparently, if he doesn't play, we pay more, and that will cost us, but we have to weigh that up against costing points because I would say that's cost us three points yesterday. That Grimsby game was a tight one. Barrow away game where he was okay, but he's been scored against again from a while out. And I remember Duff saying he's done nothing to deserve being dropped. Is that still true? Michael Duff's in a much better position to make that decision than me. Absolutely. But, yeah, so um, Duff sees him in training. He, Griffiths might be a superb goalkeeper. It's just his young age. He's inexperienced. I really hope he can kick on and do really well. And it would be nice to see him be, on, be successful. But there have been a couple times where it has been very annoying to watch. But, you know, aside from his mistake, it was a very promising performance against Newport last night. We promising um, but frustrating dominated we score. Yep, we dominated them all over the pitch. And yet again, only scored the one goal. That's enough if you keep a clean sheet. Obviously, we didn't. Just we need to start converting our chances. We need. If we want that target, man, we should have kept Brian Graham. Brian Graham was a great striker. Bring in Danny Wright. Bring in someone who can both win the ball and put it in the goal. We'll That's just have what to we see. Need more than anything right now. Moving on very quickly. Saturday. I'm very much looking forward. I feel the fans have earned this. It's just terrible that we can't go. And I am devastated. And how do you feel about being able to go to the biggest game in recent years? It's not a nice thought, of course. Uh, Who'd have thought of all the years that this could have happened? We can't be there. On the flip side, BBC One is massive. It's the the most exposure the club's probably ever going to get. Yeah. From a football match, you know, prime time Saturday, the most accessible channel. It's I'll be there. It's massive. Club are gonna get a really nice amount of money from it and loads of people are gonna be watching it. It's just people who pop so, the telly I'm on still... and that's what's on. They're gonna be watching and it's gonna be brilliant. I have seen this picked yes. as the biggest game in our history. I don't think it's the biggest game in our history, is it? I wouldn't call it the biggest game in our history because I think that holds more weight. To call something the biggest game in your history is to suggest it's a winnable game. You know, it's a big game as a game with consequence. If we get knocked out, 
which we almost certainly will. I'm not even thinking about the thought of winning. We've still earned a bit of money. We've had a nice run. So what? It doesn't matter. We, we don't need to fight for it. We're just fighting for pride more than anything else. To me, the biggest game in our history is probably a playoff final or it's, you know, a game to win a league. Yeah. It's... So those famous Russian Diamonds games when we beat Grimsby, when we beat Halifax, when we beat Man United in three years' time to win the Prem. Those are going to be the biggest games that we have. I feel like scoring would be amazing. Nice low scoreline. If they beat us 2-1, 3-1, I suppose everyone would agree that would be a positive result for us. Mm-hmm. Similar to when Villa's kids played Liverpool and the pride will come in a low scoreline. Would you say it's comparable to that? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I think that we'll lose, first and foremost, but I think we'll lose nicely. I think that the kind of, you know, the kind of passion and um, work ethic will really come through here. I think we won't concede loads. I think we'll concede about four. My only fear is we managed to get it to nil-nil at the 90th minute and they slot home at the back post. I know, if you... (laughs) gut-wrenching wouldn't it if um if we end up looking like we'll be city and then we don't but not thinking about that because it's it's not gonna happen i'm convincing myself it's not gonna happen not getting your hopes up no i'm gonna throw some money on it anyway because uh it's a lovely bit of extra incentive but you know edison to score don't you dare but i have seen (laughs) seen apparently laporte will be playing as it'll be like the first game back for them man city are in action wednesday against villa hopefully that'll tire them out and they'll have to play some younger players maybe you know jack grealish goes on snapping ankles weaving around the pitch we are going to end ladies and gentlemen our question of the every other week we're going to answer it and we're going to give you the time to answer it just reply onto our socials send us a message who is our best ever lone player who do you think, Harry? It's probably Scott Brown, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say so. Scott Brown, he kept us up. 300 appearances for the club. Obviously, we're taking into account what he did before, but even just that loan, he did keep us up. So I, I'm confident in saying Scott Brown. And Scott Brown has the rather interesting agree. record of being one of the only players to be listed as the number one for both teams on a match day programme. And we played Wickham away. Yeah. I think, Harry, we are done. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, 